Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. One of the most troubling mysteries in Missouri in recent months has involved, of all things, the state's Medicaid rolls. We know that 120,000 state residents have lost coverage since the beginning of 2018. That's a much bigger drop than other states saw. The question is why? Joining me in studio to talk about it is Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio's health reporter. She collaborated with our State House reporter, Jacqueline Driscoll, on this story. You can read their report at stlpublicradio.org. Do you have questions for Sarah Fenton about Missouri's Medicaid rolls? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Sarah Fenton, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, you found in your reporting that the majority of Medicaid recipients in Missouri are children. Give us a sense of who's all on Medicaid in this state. All right. So just for listeners' benefit and for everyone's benefit, just to remember, Medicaid is a state and government health insurance program for low-income and disabled people. And that's different from Medicare, which is uh, government assistance for older Americans. And so how I remember it is um, lower-paid, Medicaid, gray hair, Medicare. That um, is a great little <laughs> I heard it on Planet Money. I didn't think it up, but it's an easy way to remember. So, um, And related to that is Missouri is one of, I think, the 14 states that has not expanded its Medicaid program. So that means the people People who are eligible are either extremely low income, they're disabled, pregnant women, and the majority of people on uh, Missouri's Medicaid program are children. I think something like over 60% of the enrollees right now are kids. Okay. So a whole bunch of these people were dropped from this program in the last year and a half. You profiled three of the families impacted. Give us a sense of their stories. How did they find out that they'd lost this coverage? So a very common theme we've seen is patients and families don't know their kids have been disenrolled until they get to a clinic. And a lot of the... um, A lot of the times the patients are going to lower cost clinics, community health centers, um, FQHCs, federally qualified health centers. So they don't know they've been dropped until they take their child in for an appointment and the person behind the desk says, you've been disenrolled, you're going to have to either pay out of pocket, we're going to need to try to enroll you in emergency uh, Medicaid or retroactive health care. Um, and so it's just a complete surprise for a lot of these people. Uh, I talked to one of the doctors at one of the uh, FQHCs, and she said that at least every day they're seeing patients come in and be like blindsided that they've been taken off the program. And these people are saying that they got no warning or they got a warning that wasn't clear? So it's different for a lot of families are a lot of different stories. I've heard people that have said um, they said that there was like a glitch in the system, that that's something the state told them and they need to get re-enrolled. A lot of what we're hearing um, is that patients never received a re-enrollment form, which is how how the state has been re-enrolling people who they can't prove are on the system or they can't prove are eligible. So what they um, they say, I've never received a re-enrollment form. I never received a phone call, any warning. I just went to the clinic and found out I had been taken off. So they should have gotten some paperwork that would have given them a chance to say, hey, I actually belong within this program. That's the plan. What the state has been doing, um, especially under the new governor, 
is they say we really want to crack down on people who are not eligible for Medicaid who are using the program because that's not something that previous administrations really made a priority. And they said this is something that's important to us. And so what they're doing is they're systematically going through the roles. I think they take like a group of people every every month or so and they review it. And um, if they can't, if the state can't prove those people are eligible through their income or disability or that kind of thing, they'll send out a re-enrollment form that the patients need to turn back into the state. And so they can get them, like, continue continue to have their coverage. Um, What happens is a lot of times people in Medicaid, we're talking about low-income people, right? Um, A lot of times people change addresses. They might not have a permanent address. Um, it might get lost in the mail. And so the fact that this re-enrollment process is done through the mail for a population that might have the hardest time receiving mail, um, it, it has just, I think, made it a very complicated problem for a lot of families. The director of Missouri's Medicaid program, Todd Richardson, talked to you for the story that you did. He says the, the decline in enrollment is actually not a bad thing. Let's give that a listen. We're seeing enrollment return back to uh, a number that's far closer to its historical range than where it was uh, when it hit its high water mark in 2016 and 2017. And we understand that there's a number of factors that that have have led to that, Um, but it's something we're also closely monitoring on an ongoing basis. That's Todd Richardson, the director of Missouri's Medicaid program. On his claim that enrollment is back to the range that it's typically been historically, is that true? Yeah, it actually is. So Medicaid enrollment sort of bottomed out at about 820,000 people in 2014, and then it started going up, and it kind of hit its peak at about 100,000 people in 2016, 2017. Um, In 2018, that's when um, we started seeing this really precipitous drop. Um, And I think the fact of why people are raising their eyebrows about this is that it's a significant drop that's happening in a very short period of time. Um, And so I think what Richardson is saying is this is a reflection of like the vicissitudes of the market. Um, One of the things that the state has, state officials have said is that this is something that is related to the economy because Medicaid has an income requirement. People get better jobs, um, and so they're not eligible anymore. But when you look at the percentage drop compared with the drop across the country in Medicaid enrollment, it's something like five times as high and the in the same amount of time. And so what I've heard people say is, well, is Missouri's economy five times better than the national economy? You know, doesn't always feel debatable. like it living here. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think that's that's something that's raising eyebrows. But Richardson isn't wrong. I mean, like this is sort of a historic level. But I think that the concern is the amount of people who are getting disenrolled in such a short period of time. We actually have a question from Twitter. Um, this is from an, yet another Sarah. Um, she asks, <laughs> Sarah Day on today. Definitely is. She asks, can Sarah Fenton speak to whether other states have used the same system to verify medical eligibility? And if so, have these states seen the similar rates of beneficiaries being dropped? Uh, yeah, this is an interesting thing. I've talked to uh, someone from Legal Services of Eastern Missouri about they've done a lot of advocacy work in getting people back on Medicaid who have been who have been disenrolled. Um, so how I understand is that the way people are deemed eligible is through uh, 
checking what's some, something called the federal hub, which has IRS data um, about income levels and that kind of, you know, disability status, I, I think. Um, and then other states also look at uh, other public benefit programs like SNAP, um, TANF, which is cash welfare. Um, but and they do something called a no touch renewal system, which is where the you know the database automatically double checks these different uh, public benefit systems and then can decide without the patient's involvement if we're going to automatically re-enroll them. Um, from what I've heard, Missouri only does that for maybe like you know one in ten of every mm. every enrollee. Um, I've so every state is obviously different. Um, there are different you know state requirements for for how to enroll people, but I think that's one of the the issues that have been brought up by public health advocates and advocates for these patients is that the state isn't using all of the data that's available in order to double check eligibility and thus fewer people are being uh, proven eligible. And that means that more re-enrollment forms come out, which means there's more opportunity for uh, patients to get dropped even when they're still eligible. And once people have been dropped, it can be very hard to get back on. You talked to a woman named Regina Hartfield who mm -hmm. was trying to get back on. Um, let's give a listen to that. I call, you know, I try to call. I'm not going to sit. I can't sit there. I have, I have a full-time job. I can't sit there on hold for hours and waiting to get a response. If I can't catch them... I called one morning at 7.30. As soon as they opened up, they told me it'd be a seven-minute wait. I was on hold for 45 minutes. When did seven minutes go to 45? Is that kind of frustration typical with the people you talk to? Yeah, and that's another one of the issues when it comes to the enrollment process is that trying to get in touch with people is takes a really long time. And so you can hear how upset Regina is. She works two jobs. She works at a bank and then she's uh, she works at Walmart to support all of her kids. And um, she talked about being on hold at her bank and kind of like keeping her phone like on her desk, like just for hours waiting. Mm. And, you know, these are people with who are working multiple jobs. They're low income. A lot of them don't really have like, you know, they have there's a lot of barriers happening, um, you know, when it comes to just dealing with their lives. And so when you look at who is available to kind of like wait on the phone for a really long time, these aren't the people who have the time or the resources to be able to do that. State Representative Crystal Quaid, a uh, Democrat from Springfield, wants the state to hold investigatory hearings. What do you think is the possibility of that happening? Right. So yesterday I talked to my reporting partner, Jacqueline Driscoll, in Jefferson City. She was the person who interviewed Richardson about that. And uh, she told me it's unlikely. Um, the state has said they're looking into the reasons. Um, and Richardson told her that if they can find what he refers to as abnormal reasons for this drop, they would look into it. Um, but uh, ultimately, I don't know if it's a priority for the legislature or for uh, state health agencies right now. seems like if we can even agree whether or not this is a problem, um, there may not be an easy solution here. Do you think there's any hope for consensus in addressing this question? I think that a lot of people agree that uh, doing enrollment 
through the mail is a tricky system to use. I know other states are looking at like online enrollment and doing a lot more stuff through through the internet just because it's a much more easy way to get in touch with people. Um, that might be an option for Missouri to look into using more. And yet um, at the same time, there's a lot of talk about how in low-income households, they don't necessarily have access to the internet. Right, and I think that's really the crux of the Medicaid issue is that you it's a lot, there's a lot of bureaucratic tangling that goes on when it comes to being eligible for this program. And so when you're trying to get it's sort of like the perfect storm of problems for these patients, and it's just a really frustrating situation. Sarah Fenton of St. Louis Public Radio, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for having me. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.